Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea, or maybe a frothy ale. The light, why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I am here with my good friend Tracy. I am here with my beloved friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalon. Today we are going to be doing something a little bit different and talking about the Rings of Power. I think this should be the Detour series. The Detour series. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Indeed. (laughs) We can't be kept on main roads. We need yeah, side adventures. Many side adventures. Many. And if you like this type of thing, if you're one of our listeners, let us know on various social media if this is something that you would like us to continue doing. Mm-hmm. Because we have opinions about pretty much everything. We do. We do. <laughs> I mean, I'm just right now, like I'm so full of content myself. I'm mm-hmm. watching rings of power i'm watching Mm -hmm. house of the dragon Mm -hmm. i'm listening to various podcasts youtube channels about rings of power about Mm -hmm. house of the dragon and it's you're everywhere on this (laughs) yeah yeah i love that i still haven't gotten the book babble by rf kwong that i've been waiting on for i know so long far Far too long. Far too long. Who knows? Maybe it'll show up someday. Waterstones. Uh, <laughs> I hope this doesn't tarnish any opportunity we have as a business partner in the future. Right. <laughs> so I shouldn't say get your shit together? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I won't say that. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the UK Post is going through some strikes right now, so... Power to the people. Yeah, I'm for that. I'm all right with a little delay in things if it gets people something that they need that makes our lives better. Yeah. And I know you feel that way too. But for them spelling my address wrong after I provided it correctly. Right. That's just, that's a different issue. Boo. Shame on you. (laughs) Get your shit together. That time I said it. Yeah, but (laughs) since I'm not reading, Mm -hmm. I'm listening Mm -hmm. and... Lots of time in the morning during my dog walking adventures to mm-hmm. fill my brain full of all things Rings of Power, all things House of the Dragon. But today we're going to be focusing mainly on Rings of Power. Yeah. And there is just a, I mean, this is like a heavy amount of characters. Yeah. And this, this isn't something that should usually bother me because I'm a Wheel of Time reader. <laughs> So, like, I can cope with that, Mm -hmm. but it does take a little time to get adjusted to who was who, the Mm. names, Mm -hmm. especially within fantasy settings, because the names are always, you know, kind of, kind of out there and weird. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's not, it's, I mean, in some ways it's very similar to like reading for history because like you'll have 15 gazillion Louis or Henry's or whatever. And in this one, it's like, they're just unusual. So it's hard to remember who is who. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the 
the elves, we've got mm-hmm. the Harfoots, we've got the dwarves, mm-hmm. the humans, and then yes. some kind of like unknown stranger. <laughs> like there's some there's a stranger. We don't we don't really know what his story is. We've got the orcs and this elf that's hanging out with the orcs, Adar. Adar. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's like a whole lot to explore here. And I'm kind of like, is there any grouping of these species that you're kind of identifying with more than the others? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No. No, no. In fact, uh, I'm actually really struggling to connect with this show at all. At all. (laughs) (laughs) That was why I was like, I have opinions. No, be be unabashedly (laughs) honest and I'm here for all the opinions. I know. So okay, you can't you can't connect. Would there be something that they could change that maybe would help you connect to these characters that you're removed from? Mm, I think there are too many characters with too many kind of like almost one-dimensional purposes. And I think it kind of has to be that way, if that makes sense right now as we're like introducing the story. I think it makes it hard to relate to the characters because I don't feel like I'm really getting to know any of them. I actually did just remember one character that I, I do like a lot, and I think she's fairly recent. Isildur's sister. What's her name? Arian. Arian? I don't know. Ooh, you're, E-A-R-I-E-N. You're, E-A-R-I-E-N. Your, your pronunciation <laughs> is very good. <laughs> Why, thank you. You're I'm welcome. not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, it's, but... It sounded yeah, the, very the sister. Lord of the Rings to me, so... Yeah, it was good. Thank you. The sister. Okay, so we have her, her brother, mm-hmm. Isildur, mm-hmm. and then the father's yeah. name is something that translates into elf friend. Elf friend. Yeah, it's Elendil. Elendil. Yeah. Elendil. Yeah. Elendil. I think as the show moves forward and we get the storyline developed further it will be better it feels kind of slow what was it about this air Arian <laughs> I don't know how to say it what was it about her character that you're like okay I kind of I kind of like this gal she seems is it because she's studious in yes. the guild <laughs> yeah 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 she was like you know I was told no no that I couldn't get into this guild and the sealed door told me that I should try again, and they let me in. And she's like, bum, 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 I'm going to go be a student. Like, Also, just like her wit is pretty quick, which I thought was really fun because I didn't really feel as though we had had like, like all of the, the conversations have felt just really lacking in emotion. Like it's felt kind of wooden, which sounds really weird, but like, I can't connect with Galadriel. Her facial expression never changes. I was talking to my mom about this too, and she was saying something similar that she just wasn't connecting to Galadriel. Yeah. And it wasn't the acting. It wasn't the actress herself. It was just the character and maybe how she's written. Yeah. 
I agree with that. But I mean, she's supposed to be what, like thousands of years old or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I yeah. don't know, like how, I guess, <laughs> yeah, she is a little bit one dimensional right mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm. As far as like the characters that I was kind of connecting with myself, mm-hmm. I'm really loving the dwarves. I'm <laughs> loving Durin and Disa okay, so yeah. much. Yeah. You know, okay. me, a naive lover, like I just really appreciate characters that wear their hearts on their sleeve. Yeah. And with the dwarf, there's just no holding back on this. They're yeah. angry, you see it. Mm-hmm. They're happy, you hear it. Mm-hmm. I do think that they're kind of these fun characters where every episode I'm hoping to go back there like Mm -hmm. I want to see what's going on with them and I like their family dynamics and I just Mm. think that it's kind of a nice situation with Elrond there and we're kind of Mm -hmm. like seeing it through his eyes I like the whole interior of where they're living Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce it something doom cause a doom or something yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm but I think this is like a really nice storyline. Yeah, it has like a, a like a tenderness and warmth to it. And I, I like that. I like the kind of like the ribbing that they give each yes. other, you know. Yes. Like you know, like an old married couple yeah. they can fight and they can mm-hmm. be hostile towards each other, but they are very much in love. Very and much. It's darling. I think it's, it is. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One of the groups of species that I'm not connecting with very much at all. <laughs> I, I feel know. so bad saying this is the ah! Harfoots. Okay, yeah, I get it. Okay, at first I, I was really loving it. Mm-hmm. And their introduction when so they're kind cute. of like popping out, out of yes. the grass and they're, mm-hmm. you know, pulling these kind of like earthen little shelters like they're just kind of popping out of there and I thought this was just really heartwarming and Mm -hmm. fun and then (laughs) in episode four they're like you know we don't leave people behind you know we're we stick together and it's Mm -hmm. like except for you you're at the back of the line if you can't walk sorry like you're dead (laughs) and I'm like wait what yeah because your daughter attempted to be kind to some weird being that fell from the sky like what what's happening no one walks yes no one goes off trail and no one walks alone but you're gonna leave them in the back this doesn't unless yeah unless you've angered us somehow and then right you know and then food for whatever animals come along i guess right yeah it's fine you go in the book next year we'll all be sad for a minute and that's that that's that (laughs) right right Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. how like when they were and then we were listing off the names from the books, and I was like, well, it feels very trivial now that I know that, like, <laughs> you know, like, what did what did this person do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they said something you didn't like, so you left them at the end of the line, and... And a wolf took them out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Harfoot. Get it yeah. together. I, I agree. But I don't... There's, there's also something that... And I don't I don't know if other people feel this way. I feel as though they're being portrayed as and maybe not intentionally, but almost simple. Like they don't mm, feel okay. like they're given sophisticated levels of thought and interaction. 
it's okay. I, I don't I don't know if I'm explaining this right. Like No, like they're they're portrayed in a quaint manner. Yeah. But it feels almost like a disservice to this particular group of people, especially if they're trying to connect them to the hobbits later on. Because aren't hobbits like at least like they're not simple, right? Like Right. I don't I yeah. don't know if I'm explaining this right. No, I to- I totally understand what you're saying. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I really like Poppy Nori's friend. Oh my god. And kind of she's adorable. I really connected with her. I thought that this actress does a really great job. Very. And her fearfulness and kind of, you know, wanting to be true to her friend and help her friend, but at the same time not get herself in trouble. So she's really going out on a line here. Yeah. Despite her Harfoot, like her deep Harfoot nature. Yeah. Which is like to just stay out of trouble as much as possible. Like always on defense and hiding, it feels like. Mm Mm-hmm. Poppy does a really good job of playing a role that could easily be annoying. And instead she's endearing. And I like that. Yes, yes, It it could also be the fact that she looks like I did when I was, like, (laughs) like a much smaller version of myself. Yeah, like, the kind of, kind of that round face, round belly, like, just, I don't know. I liked her, too. Yeah. That scene where I think it's Sadok, he's in his little room. Yeah, And we have little Nori hiding (laughs) under the desk, and Poppy's kind of stalling for a time, and... Uh, helping her out and I love that little like mischievous moment I thought that was really cute Mm -hmm. and see I think that's just it like all of that stuff isn't that pretty much all in the last episode that's just come out yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's what it's gonna take with this this is almost like the beginning of eye of the world get through the stuff that lays out the things and then hopefully mm-hmm. as we go along, I mean, seriously, this show has a massive budget. And so far, I'm just like, it's pretty. Yeah, but I agree. I, don't... I think this is one of the criticisms where it's like beautiful to look at. Costumes, amazing. Mm-hmm. Lighting, majestic. Yeah. All of the outdoor scenes and all of the towns and interiors, everything's breathtaking to look at. Mm-hmm. But... As far as condensing and the plot timeline and the introduction of new characters almost every episode, it somehow feels rushed and stalled at the same time at certain moments. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is a criticism of Amazon's way of kind of doing the eight episode... I guess, yeah, like, is it just eight? I'm going to look this up right now. Yeah, I honestly don't know if it's eight or ten. I would imagine it's eight. That seems to be the number that Amazon likes to stick with. Although the episode links have been, like, at least an hour, I would say, right? Yeah. Yes. The, the length of the episodes themselves are really helpful. Really yeah. helpful. Yeah, I but agree. But still, sometimes they feel a little bit too long. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> And, like, so many things just felt really unnecessary. Like, I, I know this is just a small thing. And, I mean, maybe this is just how, how you do stuff in a, in a fancy place. Like, what is it, Numenor? Numenor. 
yeah yeah Mm, i like how they roll it at the end always (laughs) i'm gonna be that person that doesn't do it because i just sound stupid when i try um (laughs) but it is like galadriel is going down to visit what's his face in the jail cell and she passes around this enormous yeah this enormous elaborate statue thing that's in this really fancy jail cell and i was like why Why? it's a it's a jail cell (laughs) why is there this like massive statue why are there what looks like gold workings on the cell doors i don't why is it so fancy what's the point make it a fucking jail cell (laughs) the way that i interpreted that is that and and this is coming from me i have no connection to the silmarillion i read tolkien when i was a child okay this is not fresh in my memory at all (laughs) but the way that (laughs) the way that i interpreted this was that numenor is having they're in the midst of like a golden era you know yeah where prosperity is everywhere so like Mm -hmm. they can afford where every every corner you go down everything you look at it will just be a display of wealth and prosperity Mm -hmm. and i guess maybe that could be why they have fancy (laughs) jail cells fancy jails yeah yeah it's just i mean i'm i'm not even really thinking about this so much from the perspective of the citizens of this place i'm more thinking about the budget that Amazon mm-hmm. has been given. And I'm like, I feel like already I can see places where you could have spent the budget more effectively and not made like this ridiculous, unrealistic jail cell. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'm like, how much of this is going to be overkill? How uh, how many different scenes am I going to look at and be like, all right, all right, I get it. You created a city with your computer. Move on to the next thing. You know, like, is that what this is going to be? Or... Is there a story coming along soon? Because I feel like that's what I'm waiting for. Where's the yeah, story? This is, this is a valid criticism, I think. And there have been moments that I Thank really, you. really liked throughout the series. Yeah. But I feel like just now, episode four is when we're getting to the meat of the story, where it's mm-hmm. finally starting. Yeah. Where a lot of it has been exposition. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to the meat and potatoes. 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 And- <laughs> And it's I feel like this the very end of this episode is where things are starting to kick off. Mm-hmm. And I just looked and it is Rings of Power only having eight episodes. Okay. So we're at the halfway mark now. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just finally starting to kind of feel invested in the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is Again, coming from someone that has very, very little background <laughs> on this world. Mm-hmm. and Oh, same. Yeah, so I feel like I'm the targeted viewer, right? Like, I don't Ooh, think they're making point. this show for... Of course, I'm sure they want the big Tolkien fans to be excited about it and enjoy you know all the lore that's poured into it but from someone who me who doesn't know the lore like it it means nothing to me yeah (laughs) this is definitely definitely making me look at the wheel of time differently 
Ooh, yeah. Because I'm trying to kind of see how someone that has no idea about the history of this book series and kind of walk into it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> eyes wide yeah. open, like, I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure if the first three episodes were almost too fast and too slow at the same time. I but there so. are some characters that I'm very invested in. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about favorite storylines so far. Okay. Because I feel like as we've like jumped across the map multiple times in the first four episodes, mm-hmm. we've got many different storylines. Mm-hmm. And is there any of them that you do like? Maybe one that you appreciate when, when you get there as opposed to a different one? I mean, okay, so this potentially sounds... Uh, like contradictory to what we've been talking about but I think I the storyline I like the most right now is actually Galadriel's okay I don't necessarily like every aspect of it but there is certainly like an undeniable purity in what she's driving for like to the point where she just like just doesn't care about anything else and Everyone starts to think like you're crazy. Like there's there's nothing more that's happening. And she's like, no, you don't get it. You guys just don't get it. She gets so strongly attached to that idea that she jumps ship before entering the promised land, whatever it is, Valador, whatever. Mm. Um, okay. yeah. I know names of things. Um, so she jumps into the middle of the ocean because she's so convicted on what she wants to do or has so much conviction. And then she's rescued. She almost dies. She's rescued again. She's given a space to kind of like learn and express. And her new like travel companion, I like him. Calibrand. I like him too. I like him too. Yeah. I liked that his first instinct when he was like under attack at the bar, that one scene. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm not here to cause any trouble. Let's just enjoy each other's company. I'm going to buy everybody a round of beers. And everyone's like, huzzah! And I was like, well, that's not what I was expecting at all. That was delightful. <laughs> like, Yeah, but then he, he did that as a ruse so that he could steal those guild members. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that that was his intention. Like, I thought he was just trying to, like, avoid violence, you know? Like, I thought he was, like, the way he steps in between Galadriel and the Queen of Numenor, and he's like, okay, let's take a step back, let's think about this, let's Mm -hmm. have some time to cool off and figure our shit out, and then we can come back to this and discuss it like logical, reasonable human beings. So I'm getting this, like, picture of him as, like, some sort of mediator, You know, like somebody who's had experience in navigating conversations with people who are hostile towards each other. So what the fuck is his background that he knows how to do that? And he calls Galadriel out and like she actually kind of sort of responds to him. And I like that. Like, I feel like she's going to become hopefully a better character. And I love a good character growth opportunity. So I think that's why I like hers is like she's starting to like collect 
people that are going to call her out for her shit who actually have personalities. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it'll make her story, which feels so important right now. Like, it is dire that they get back to the Southlands because absolutely shit is going down. And she's right. She's fucking right. She's been right. And now she's like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. She's almost being gaslit, like, by every person that she comes across right? where like wah wah yeah everything she says is basically shrugged off i have I'm two gonna, thoughts i just with- i just want to share an expression that mary shared with me recently that i think is really funny and appropriate here um it's like talking to a brick wall of no and that yeah that's what's happening like she's like you guys and they're like no no you can just kill more people. That's what's going to happen. More people are going to die. More elves are going to die, and it will be your fault. So no, we're right. Well, it's not just You're elves wrong. either. It's mm-hmm. everyone living everyone. in this area, and that's but what she thoughts. fears for. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear this. <laughs> sorry. With sorry. Galadriel, uh-huh. I do think that maybe one of the things about her character where it's been kind of a little bit hard to connect with mm-hmm. is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a stern, strong character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I haven't really seen a softness to her, which Mm -hmm. can be equally as strong. Agreed. And maybe that's kind of what I'm missing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the second thing is with Hallbrand. So Mm -hmm. what you said about him kind of like doing this faux peacekeeping moment where you were like, Mm -hmm. where did you learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. What's your backstory? I think that's one of the fun things that I found about his character and probably one of the reasons why I like his character yeah. more so than many of the others is because mm-hmm. he's kind of mysterious. Yeah, He's kind of a scamp. We don't really know what he is up to. We don't know mm-hmm. what his motivations are. Mm-hmm. And now, like, at the end of episode four, they're like, oh, he could be this... <laughs> great leader of this land and they're kind of like ah, he's a king you know like right mm-hmm. yeah so there's something really interesting about his character where i'm assuming he wasn't introduced just for kind of this comedic oh no no duo you know with galadriel because they're both very different and it's yeah. nice to kind of have these two characters where in many cases, they're the same. Like, they're both very stubborn and set in their yeah. ways. Yeah. But he kind of has this lightness, this human aspect to him where Galadriel is just like, I'm an elf. <laughs> I'm here on a mission. <laughs> this is my story. And you're like, okay, but all right. Yeah. I have great skin and I never smile. <laughs> Great skin, great hair. Don't like right? smiling very much. No no smiling. I feel as though there is a parallel in this moment where we have the unknown king, the banished king, the king who's not a king. This feels very mm-hmm. familiar to Lord of the Rings with, oh my God. I really don't want to say what's his name again, but forgive me. <laughs> memory what is his name are you talking about the character who is man and elf aragorn yes 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like I just I felt as though there was like that parallel there where it's like oh we have a we have a king who could be a king who could bind together the people if we could just get him in the right place. And I feel like this is almost the exact same thing. And not that I hate it, but I'm like you've done this already. In fantasy, I feel like this is just a trope that gets used a lot. Good in point. General. Good so, point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's almost expected. Even in the Wheel of Time, there's some of that. Oh yeah, for sure. I love the idea of somebody being like, "I'm actually royalty. Been living in dirt most of my life." I love that yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dreamed it. of that. That was what I was hoping for. No one ever arrived. I've <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> not been declared royalty yet. So I think my favorite storyline so far is obviously what's going on with Elrond and mm. the dwarves and Dorin. Okay. I really like, obviously everything going on over there and yeah. every episode that's the place where i'm hoping to end back up Ooh, okay and i'm also probably invested the most in what's going on in the southland mm. i think of course it might have a little bit to do with this invasion of orcs that's coming in and kind of tearing shit up yeah. and destroying things. And I love a good creature feature mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. I'm liking the almost subtle horror aspects to this whole scene in episode three where we have this literal monster in the house genre moment where mm -hmm. Theo, Bronwyn's son, Mm -hmm. is stuck in this little cabinet hiding from mm -hmm. it looks like a demon creature that's wearing this skull mask thing it's an orc but he doesn't know what it is you right. know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he can't get out like he's trapped in there with it yeah and it takes probably five minutes for you know mom to come in and then it is just this you know like hacking and slashing and teamwork and Theo's almost doing a whole a home alone Kevin sequence where he's <laughs> rigging stuff up and booby trapping and I just really really liked this whole scene I like how it was shot I think it was the most exciting kind of like almost like chase of cat and mouse yeah and I think of all of the scenes, that might have been my favorite. And yeah. I'm not even like a horror movie TV mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like too scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I love a good monster in the house moment. Like, it's that yeah. callback to Alien oh, where, yeah. you know, like they're stuck on the ship and mm -hmm. something is there that's going to kill them. And I loved that it came down to mama bear coming in and hell was yeah. like oh hell no like right. you will not take my son yep. and she's just tooth and nail fighting this thing and i kind of like grew to really like her character all mm -hmm. of a sudden yeah in this moment like this pure maternal rage of like no like yep. not today mm -hmm. not today yeah <laughs> so i think that was one of my really fun moments that I liked but yeah. just in general all of this chaos that's happening here 
everyone's displaced now yep. and they're taking refuge in this tower mm -hmm. there's no food now mm -hmm. so we know like i'm assuming things are going to get really bad mm -hmm. and i don't know if this means people turning on e each other mm. and i don't know what the consequences are but i don't think it's going to be good because they did end up with a little bit more food now but that'll last them what a day or two yeah so things are going to get really bad there yes mm-hmm and I guess, like, I like that kind of gloomy, dark <laughs> realistic as well. Yeah, yeah, because it's, <laughs> no, like, it really is. It out is, of it all is. Of the, yep. Out of all of the settings on the map that we travel to, this is the one that feels the most lived in, Ooh, I feel like. good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know Rub what? a little dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like things a little dirty. Lived in, worn out. And I do have to say, I, I picked up on things like this elf invasion, invasion, guarding, like the moment that, what is the, what is the elf, elf's name? Uh, the one that's in the Southlands? Yeah, yeah. Erendir. Erendir. <laughs> I like how they introduce his character. Like he walks by these two dudes playing a game and he like tells the dude the winning move and all he's done is just like walk by it so like you get this instant this guy sees everything and is like four steps ahead of you already i thought that was cool um oh I, there was something else that i wanted to say about that <laughs> i just remembered what i was going to say okay when our one guy comes into the the bar and he's <laughs> He's talking, he's asking questions, and this one guy is just like, oh my God, shut up. I'm tired of hearing you talk. Another dude, like the bartender, tries calming things down. But mm -hmm. I think he mentions like the one, the guy who's like all fiery and upset says something like, it's been a thousand years since the defeat of Morgoth, and these elves are still like coming through a thousand years later monitoring this area and i was kind of mind blown by Shock. that number of of years that was it's been a thousand years i mean to an elf it's like oh, okay whatever but for humans yeah. that's a long fucking time that's interesting though that you bring that up because i guess it really does speak to the humanity like the the short time that mm -hmm. the humans are actually living yes and it's kind of it almost makes the elves godlike you know yeah well and i there was something about the dwarves like when you were talking about them there's a piece in here that i think is really nice whether people catch it or not but i feel as though this moment of forgiveness between elrond and durin Mm -hmm. that was really touching yeah and poor Duran Elrond he's like you haven't been here in 20 years yeah like 20 years Elrond yeah and he's like you know I'm sorry like time is different for us exactly and the fact that there's any friendships between these different species yes. I think is incredible Agreed. because it's so it's so different it's yeah. so different mm-hmm I agree. That was exactly what I wanted to get to was that 20 years. Duran's like, that's a lifetime for me. 
And Elrond's like, well, you know, it feels like nothing to me. I live basically forever. So, like, yeah, and they're just, immortal. They're immortal. They're immortal. So for him, like, time, time doesn't mean the same thing as it does to someone who is mortal. And so, of course, Durin's, like, super hurt. This is his friend. His friend who apparently has not contacted him in 20 years. Didn't go to his wedding. Didn't come around for the birth of his children. Like, Elrond. Never met his wife. Nothing. Like, you deserve that rock-breaking challenge yes before you get yes. to make your fucking apology <laughs> you needed that during yes, yes. <laughs> agreed agreed yeah and so i i thought that was well done like the power of friendship how much it can hurt when someone who is your friend is not there for you because this is a reaction of hurt this isn't just him being angry elrond obviously means something to Duran, or he would not have been that upset and so it's just lovely to have deep platonic cross whatever they are dwarf to elf friendships. Like this is possible regardless of what anyone else says. You can make friends across differences. And I love that. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, See, I don't I completely hate it. <laughs> no, no. All of your criticisms, uh, criticisms have been totally valid. Thank you. I think Thanks. that's. I think that's just. Maybe that's just why it's my favorite. Like it is a story of friendship and yeah, totally different types of oh. species coming together and being able to be like yeah, like see, we can do this. We can you do can this, be- guys. And I think. <laughs> I think Duren's wife. Tisa. Yeah, yeah. I love how she was just like, get in here, Elrond. You're part of our family. Immediately. Yeah. Duren, shut your face. I have so much love for yes. Disa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sassy. Well, I I would Well, maybe we can just maybe we can just go right into favorite character. Then, sure. Because yeah. she's I have two favorites. She's one. I can't say anything bad about the acting, about uh-uh. anything with mm-hmm. her character. No. And even the way that she's written, it's just so endearing. It really is. So endearing. It's loving. Yeah. I love seeing her and her interactions with Duran and like when she's <laughs> When she's explaining to Elrond, like, why she's doing certain things and do you have any more questions now? And then later she's like, I totally lied to him. Oh, yeah, I totally lied to him. Yeah. (laughs) That is love right there. (laughs) That is love right there. Yeah, to lie like that to another person. It was almost like she was explaining something to it. Yeah, like a child. Like, Elrond, Mm -hmm. dear... You aren't from here. You don't understand anything. Therefore, I can tell you whatever the fuck I want, and you will accept yeah. it as truth. Look at me. Look at how truthful I look right now. And the fact that she treats so Elrond, she treats him in a childlike way almost, where Agreed. she's not intimidated by, mm-hmm. you know, this long-living elf, you know? She did lie to him, but she very openly accepted him into the home. Yes. Yeah, I actually think so I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to place myself in Deez's head. <laughs> okay. 
I am a saucy lying dwarf. <laughs> Female form of power now. Can you feel it? <laughs> yes. Yes. I think she feels sorry for Elrond. I think she does too. Yeah, like to her, with him missing out on 20 years of his friend's life, he's missed out on 20 years of building a friendship, of building bonds that this family of dwarves, and it it seems like the dwarves are pretty chummy. They seem like they really like hanging out with each other, and I fucking love that. Elrond, not so much. He's like, oh, I'll just sit over here to the side and stay quiet and smile every once in a while. It's almost as though we are seeing everything through the eyes of a scholar who's like, you know, he's off to the side, Ooh. almost like he's writing it down. Yeah, you know? yeah, observing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't really feel like he sinks into it. And right, he's I think very much an outsider. Yeah, I think Diza wants to make him feel as though he can. But I think there is like a level of like pity almost. I think that's why it comes like down to her being like, okay, dear. <laughs> it's almost possible that she wants to have Elrond feel this connection to mm. like a, hu- a human feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, like how much does life mean to you when you just live forever exactly you know exactly exactly and i don't want to say humanity because like all of these characters like humanoid but something about the elves does lack that humanity if you don't die if time just keeps going on for you it means nothing yeah what are you living for yeah what is what is precious what is precious what is precious how many references are we going to, like, make? My precious. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do. I like Disa a lot. I like her sass. I like her intelligence. I like her loyalty to her husband. Um, and I, I like the way that she handles Elrond. Like, like you said, almost like he's a child. Yeah. Do you know yeah. Elrond is the actor that played young Ned Stark? I did. I looked that up, and I was like, that's why. That's why I, your I face could is not familiar. figure out where right? he was familiar. Right. <laughs> that where was did you come it. from? And then I was like, aha. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. You know what's and funny I, too really... though? It's like, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go no, on. go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say something silly, like, so Sean Bean was in Lord of the Rings and then Game of Thrones and now this actor was Game of Thrones and now a Lord of the Rings thing. That's so transitional. It's like they're so like, many have, you been, have you been in a fantasy series before? Do you know how to do fantasy stuff? Come with us. Okay. I, am I actually, was talking I am... about my favorite character. So Yes. We were on Disa. Who else? Do you want to know who else is my favorite character? Yeah, or... of course I do. Yeah. Or do you really want to keep talking like... about Disa? No, because I feel like I could talk about Disa forever. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah. Aaron Deer, I really, really like him. Okay, I don't okay. know what it is about him specifically. Maybe it's just out of all the elves, he feels like he has the larger range of like mm-hmm, emotions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. feelings, possibly. Mm-hmm. And it might be this kind of like forbidden love that mm-hmm. the scenario that's going on between him and Bronwyn. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel a connection to her as well because she's not an elf. She's not a dwarf. She's just a regular old human <laughs> who likes to fuck up orcs. And I'm here <laughs> for it. And she's a healer. I like healers. But oh, my God. Oh, my I God. Really... Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Aaron Deer has land. Land-like qualities. He does. Oh, my God. There. Nailed it. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Soldier. Hers just like deadly in the way that he walks, stone faced, mm-hmm. but his eyes show emotion. He has a thing Poetic. for a beautiful woman with long hair that's tied back, kind of braided, also a healer. Lioness. He can't love her, but he wants to love her. Yeah, and there's something very poetic about his character, too. So yeah. this whole plot where he's in the orc slave camp. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to cut down that tree. And <laughs> I felt so sad. Like, I I felt such a connection to him. And when he's doing this, okay, not even, okay, when he, <laughs> I'm so excited here. He's swinging it. the axe. And when he's swinging the axe, like, I felt it where I was like, oh, like, getting a little emotional here. Right. But before that, he put his hand on the tree and, like, said a little prayer yeah. or something. Yeah. And it really got me. So, like, he is pretty well-rounded, you know? Like, yeah. he's a soldier, but he's also – there's something that's kind of, like, linking him to nature. I think that has something to do with, like, what type of race of elf he is. That yeah. There's something there with that. I'm not exactly sure. No, I'm not a lore, not a lore historian here, <laughs> but we should bring Mary on. I was talking with her and she was like, I could, I could get my PhD in Lord of the Rings. It's my favorite series ever. Books, sh- the movies, everything. She's like, I know everything about it. And I was like, all right, because I know like nothing. <laughs> Might be fun to like ask her some lore questions sometime. Maybe we should just have her come on for a... For the next episode. Oh my god, she would love that. She would love that. When I told her what we were doing today, she was like, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Back to things. Yeah. So Aaron Deer. Really like him. And it totally does not hurt his cause that he's so good looking. He is very striking. So good looking where i'm like i yeah everything you say i'm just like mm-hmm, yep yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. he reminds me quite a bit of the actor that plays caesar in the underground railroad like just that like really fun like those high cheekbones a kind of full mouth and just like how are you so pretty yeah i really really dig this actor mm-hmm. i've seen him speak in a couple interviews and whatnot and i'm just like yeah like i could just listen to this guy talk Mm -hmm. there's also you know something interesting about his character who was added in for the show like he's not a book character if i'm Mm. correct so he's like entirely amazon's creation i like that and i don't know if that's Maybe one of the things that helps out his character and what's making it feel more well-rounded mm, is because mm-hmm. they can invent, you know, 
Mm-hmm. They can invent him however they choose to, and it doesn't have to be like, well, on paper, this character does this, and he has to act like that. You know, like yeah. maybe this gives him more to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think he and Disa are my top two, hands down. That's, yeah. That's it. What about you? I like Poppy a lot. I know we already oh, talked about Poppy. her, but she is just so cute. She's so cute. And I like I almost feel bad sometimes when I say that about people like you are just so cute because I mean that's what I hear all the time. I'm like I'm over 40 and I still get described that way. So I can understand where it might like rub the wrong way, but sometimes that definition just absolutely applies and she is like She's darling. She yes. Really is. I feel as though she's a really good balance to Nori because as much as I want to like Nori, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Like I like her, she's okay, but I think Poppy overshadows her. I don't think that's how it's supposed to be, but that's that's how it's hitting me. Yeah, there's something about Nori that I'm just not fully connecting to yet yeah yeah same yeah that's hard because it might just be that she's she's got kind of like one defining characteristic right now and Mm -hmm. it's that she's the outlier of Mm -hmm. all the harfoots Mm -hmm. so like it feels really easy to kind of just like everything that she does you almost can kind of expect right like right yeah it's almost a bit predictable yeah so Maybe that's it. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that, like, I don't have, like, a feeling of dislike, but there's right. just nothing that I'm really grasping onto. Exactly. Yet. Exactly. I almost feel as though this is a bit of a forced storyline. It doesn't feel complete. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's cute. <laughs> it's doing things. But what? Why? Why are why are they there? What are they doing? What's going to happen? Yeah, there's obviously something about the whole Harfoot storyline that I feel like it's gonna become important at some point. I hope so. But <laughs> the stranger, I feel like, is a little bit of this. Ah, uh, I don't think it's bad, but again, this kind of like trope mystery yeah. of like. Yep. Mysterious person. Falls We from don't the know sky. what he is. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a crater. Yeah. Let's go see and what that is. Hooray. <laughs> my biggest hope is that it's not part of like the finale. It's like, oh, and here's the big reveal. It's so-and-so. Because we, we did this with the wheel is? of... <laughs> um, I think it's probably Gandalf. Same. I think it's a wizard because he's doing wizard-like things. Yeah, like talking to flying insects. Yeah, he accidentally killed them, but, you know, mishaps mishaps happen. He's new at this. He just fell to the earth. He fell from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops, sorry, guys. Probably concussed. Thanks for your help. Yeah. I okay, so so I kind of I kind of have a little bit of a problem with that unless they reveal him as Gandalf soon. Um, although okay, okay, I just had a thought while I was saying that. 
What do you, okay. <laughs> I can't talk. It would make sense for this to be Gandalf and then for Gandalf to have like this centuries long connection with the Harfoots who become the Hobbits. And he's like, hey, I have this ring thing, Hobbit person. You're the one to take it. Like he's been watching the Harfoots develop and whatnot. Like maybe, maybe that's why this is his, is this his origin story that we're getting here? Or right, or his possible like very long connection he has with Hobbits. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it just he doesn't it like would his make, Hobbits. Yeah, it would make the other series, like if since this is defined as a prequel, it would make the other series that come later, which we already know like kind of make more sense like that question of why why does gandalf like hanging out with hobbits oh it's mm -hmm. because one of their ancestors pulled him out of out of a crater after he fell from yeah. the sky that would make sense it would absolutely make sense i love this absolutely makes sense okay again another series that amazon is creating that we should be writing for <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Please. With the characters so far, mm -hmm. I think the majority of them either feel like they're getting too much attention, where I'm like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. Like, this, this poor ruler of Numenor, yeah. this poor woman, Queen Regent Muriel. Yeah. yeah. I feel so bad because I just, I don't care about her story at all. I know that yeah. there's a big prophecy involved involved mm -hmm. with the tree and what it means for her to reconnect with the friendship that Numenor has with the elves. Yeah. But there's I'm just not connected to this Numenor story mm -hmm. at all right now. And yeah. it finally took to the last part of the last episode where they're standing yep. up and they're like, We will fight. We will yeah. we will join. And I'm like, okay, finally, we're going yeah, somewhere. This is moving. going places. Things are and, happening. Yeah, and I just felt a little bit sad that I'm like, oh, we're already on episode four. Yeah. Ugh. See, Imagine if that would have started two so episodes ago. Exactly. Yeah. That is one of the things that has really bothered me is I feel like there's a lot of story to tell and i feel like the story is being sacrificed for special effects and costumes and things along those lines i would rather have had it start with galadriel being exiled against her will that would have been a perfect place to start everything that happened to them could have just been told in some like story and now Galadriel has been called back against her will and blah, blah, blah. And then she makes her choice and then she jumps into the ocean and then we move from there. Because that whole first mm -hmm. part, I don't give a fuck about snow trolls. What was, the, <laughs> what was the point of that whole thing? You could have just talked about that in like 15 seconds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went against I mean, the orcs and it sucked. End of story. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> As much as I love a good snow troll killing moment. If it feels superfluous, I'm not down for it. I think that's the thing. It's like... And 
this just this felt like a okay show off of what we can do, but it didn't feel necessary to actually telling part of the story. For me, this isn't so much a criticism of the show. It's a criticism mm-hmm. of Amazon for being like, <laughs> yes, great, huge story we want to tell here. Do it in eight episodes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll give you, you know, like 50, about an hour each episode to do it. Yep. I would probably appreciate more episodes, even if they were shorter, you know? Oh, yeah. Because this is a massive story, and I wouldn't mind if they cut it down and extended it and made it longer. Like, it's just really unfortunate now that, like, with adaptations, it's like, Mm. oh, hey, like, we're going to invest all of this money But, like, do it in eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the parameters that you're working with. And I just don't think that that makes for great storytelling. I don't think it makes great parameters for the writers and the script and the dialogue Mm -hmm. when you know, like, you have to cram as much as you can into these eight episodes. If that's the case, you know, like, cut back on... sets and cut back on special effects and the things that you're spending the big bucks for and add you know five more episodes maybe but you are you are speaking words from inside my brain (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a huge story and i i mean if, if i'm thinking about things that just random things that could have been really interesting to include Mm -hmm. i mean there's plenty of things that might seem like filler to some and mm-hmm. not to others. So That's I'm sure true. there's going to be moments that not everyone loves. Like, I didn't yeah. love Numenor, but I think but okay. that city, like, again, breathtaking, amazing, special effects, wow. Yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even care about this place for some no. reason. And I mean, why should you? You aren't connected to any of the characters that live there. Like I yeah, would much, I, like- I would much rather spend time with like the queen talking with one of her counselors as they walk through a hallway and getting to know her and her intentions and blah blah blah, than get like this like ridiculous overview of this place where I'm like I don't I don't care, I don't care. Can you please get back to the story? That's actually what I'm here for, and I think that's that's what's getting me. I'm here for the story. I'm not finding a story. I'm not finding characters that draw me in, especially when I'm comparing it to like the other shows that I'm watching that are mm-hmm. in the fantasy line. So there's something that like became very clear to me again in this last episode mm-hmm. where you had said you liked Ellen Dill's daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I had no connection to her, wasn't sure why she's even included in the story. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. she's a part of this guild or a scribe or whatever. I don't understand why it matters. Mm-hmm. And it was the same with her son or his mm-hmm. son. I'm like, okay, he gets kicked off of his boat crew job sucks <laughs> but it almost did seem like there was a bit of like nepotism going on because oh, sure. his father is someone really important and so he's mm-hmm. getting this job and now mm-hmm. his daughter is getting this job over here and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't wh- why is this important and then finally at the end his son 
is Isildur, Isildur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like joining this army. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. now it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. this whole time I'm wondering what does it matter that this kid is kicked off of his boat yeah. with his friends? Like why was that even a part of the story? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. they had to use this moment for it to make sense why he's there mm-hmm. and why he joins this militia, I guess this military company. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming now like all of this fighting that's going to be done <laughs> with this group, I guess we're going to be getting it from his side, like from his eyes. So he's going to be our connecting character to everything that's going on there, mm-hmm. which I'm actually really excited for because up until that point, I was not invested in Numenor. And now I'm like, okay, let's do this. All mm-hmm. right, get on the mm-hmm. boats. Let's <laughs> roll. I'm excited to see where that actually goes now. Mm-hmm. I like Elendil as a character. He felt really moderate to me, very calm, very peaceful, very not quick to anger. And I really like it when people can have that kind of composure and high stress situations Mm -hmm. and i think that his presence really helps when galadriel is like blah 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 you guys would have nothing if it weren't for us elves blah 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 take me home (laughs) 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 i guess her diplomacy skills are shit (laughs) awful awful Awful. so bad i mean I'm hoping for some growth with her. I yes, mean, but she, me too. I mean, how, how old is she, right? Like, she had plenty of time to hone in on those skills, but. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some sassy human would-be king to, like, make Whip her, her smile. Into shape. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Like, oh, yeah. my, my guy. I mean, that, that, I, ah, how many tropes? Okay. There was another character that I really liked. Barazan. He was in Numenor where there were these kind of like rabble rousers out on mm-hmm. the street. And they're like, these elves are coming to take our jobs and like mm-hmm. this and that. And he swoops in and he's like, not under my watch. You know, mm-hmm. like, all of your fears will be taken care of when mm-hmm. I'm in charge. You know, and he has this very like, kind of manipulative political intrigue about him where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. he's one to watch. And then they come in with the wine and they're like, here, wine for everyone. And, you know, by the time he's done with them, they're eating out of his hand, right? Yeah, yeah. And no one follows and him and attacks him down an alley either. <laughs> true. But I just think that he was like this really interesting character where I'm like, okay, I'm excited to see what goes what goes on with his character because I feel like he could be almost like a one of the baddies but like mid-level baddie at some point during the story (laughs) yes okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have no idea where his storyline goes Mm -hmm. and then also I really liked this Adar dark elf that's hanging out with the orcs that Mercy killed one of the orc orcs and Erendir is like, why do they call you father? And he doesn't mm-hmm. answer it, but then he's mm-hmm. like, almost like ritualist, ritualistically, like 
speaking these words to this injured orc and then kind of like making eye contact with him the whole time and then like mercy Mm. killing him and i'm like okay again very curious to see what's going on with this character because i think again he's gonna end up being almost like this mid-level baddie for the series okay i need you to to define mid-level baddies for someone who runs with orcs Okay, to me, that like, seems like a bit above mid-level. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I mean, you know how, like, at the end of the series, there's going to be a climatic nemesis or yeah. climatic... Like, confrontation? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, he's just, like, kind of, like, not so bad. I'm saying, like, I don't think he's, like, the main boss at the end of the level that you fight right like i think he's like the mid-level oh i get it i get it like a hierarchical structure Mm -hmm. okay okay sorry i was going off i had a conversation very similar to this with (laughs) andrew this morning this is fun um I was thinking more like how far they are into being like a bad guy. And this guy isn't like completely bad. But what you're saying about like it being like in the position, like the layer of badness, he's kind of like under, we're going to be getting someone above him who's going to be even worse. And that I'm with you fully on. I get you on that one. And I agree. Yeah. So like, I think like, even though he is going to be one of the bad guys, he clearly, right? (laughs) He runs with orcs. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, like, he, you know, he's obviously answering to someone above him. Yes. But he's also showing signs of, like, compassion in this weird Weird. Way. Weird way. Mm-hmm. Weird. Unexpected and weird. Kind of like Oh, it. my God. I forgot to even explain. I forgot to even talk about my favorite moment in the whole show so far oh, was please the cut scene from where little Theo is, I guess he's not that little, is saved by Erendir and they're, you know, hauling ass out of the forest. They okay. reach the clearing and they reach Bronwyn and all of the orcs are being held back by the sunlight. Okay, and okay. there's this really beautiful background music, and it's a woman singing kind of like very ethereal, ethereally. Is that a word? <laughs> I think so. But, but it's this woman singing, and you don't realize it at first until it cuts to Disa, and she's singing, and it's moving the metals. It's moving mm-hmm. these things that are inside you know the stone Mm -hmm. and I was like that was so well done that was done expertly because it just sounded like background music you know Mm -hmm. and then it went right into the next scene and I was like that's a good cut like that Mm -hmm. was a good edit really appreciated that point with Disa singing is this before after the canyon collapse moment happens this was like 
pretty much at the almost at the very end of the episode i believe okay yeah i don't know like that was one of the moments where i was like getting a little teary-eyed here her singing is just beautiful it was so good yeah i i think she's a powerful presence in the show and i i really hope that she continues to be like I don't know. I don't want to see her get cut out of future scenes. Like, I'm afraid if something happens and Durin has to leave the Dwarf Mountain, then we're going to lose Disa. Like, is she going to be able to come along or does she have to stay home and take care of the kids? And I'll be kind of sad if we if we don't get to have an adventure that includes her because I think she just brings a lot of heart and warmth and genuineness that isn't really present in every other like i just don't feel like there's anyone else like her on in the the there's no one like disa yeah this became a a disa fan club moment apparently you want to join (laughs) thanks so much for joining us we will continue to release new episodes every wednesday we would love if you would subscribe to the podcast leave us reviews and share us with your friends in the wheel of time community let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.